Goddamn Emperor, Keanu Reeves, John uh, Constantine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Good old Constantine. As if we don't, as if we don't defend Keanu enough. We, there's, there's more Keanu that we have to defend. <laughs> there is. It kind of speaks for himself, but you know, the hatest are very rampant. Right. Yeah. This is also kind of a somewhat leftover from our uh, Halloween period. Because I think, didn't you mention you wanted to do this around Halloween time? Uh, this was one of them, I Maybe. Think. I, yeah. I always want to do this movie, so that's yeah. why we finally decided that we were going to do it. Yeah. Um, it's like, fuck it, we're going to cover Constantine. Yeah, it's time for Constantine. This is mainly a critically hated movie, not a fan-hated movie, which is why they should have made more of them. Yeah. Oh, I found some fan hate. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but it's probably just about Keanu, not about the actual movie. Not entirely. I yeah. I had to dig for a while to find yeah. stuff that wasn't Keanu related. Because uh, we've kind of covered the hate on Keanu. Yeah, we we've kind of done that. Yeah. So know? this is this is Keanu hate, but it's it pertains more to like his portrayal of Constantine more than about his acting skills. Well, the, the comic books are the hellblazer comic books yeah about john constantine and john constantine in the comics was english uh british hello uh, governor yeah uh but <laughs> not you know um <laughs> not 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 that english uh, <laughs> yeah. but but you know the english people take enough of our comic book characters we can have a couple of theirs right yeah uh you know they fucking took batman i mean it's <laughs> welsh is welsh but i mean you know, like fucking Superman. I mean, you know, they, they take enough of them. So the, <laughs> you take, actually, it could have been, the, this is the best possible outcome that 
Constantine could have because the TV show that they did got canceled in like two seasons because people were like, this guy's awful. Um, but Mel Gibson was up for this role. Oh, and back in 05? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? And Kevin Spacey. Wow. So it could have been a lot worse <laughs> right? than one of the best people on the planet. Keanu Reeves. Well, also like th- just the idea of Mel Gibson playing this and how mu- how mu- how anti-Semitic he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he well, I don't know if you'd really want to have him in a super religious movie like this because oh boy, that would be kind of bad looking. <laughs> yeah. And then Kevin Spacey, like you, if, if the thing is, is that Kevin Spacey back in 05, that would have maybe been like passable back in 05. Kevin Spacey now? Oh, yeah. we know he's going to hell. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he, he's definitely going. <laughs> he's not on the righteous side of hell. He's just on straight hell. <laughs> yeah, he's going to hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Um, That's pretty intense. The best, the best version of uh, this was going to be him. Like, Mel Gibson, you know, I like I like Mel Gibson. He's fine. Uh, uh, so, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, who would you rather have be this character? Because as far as what the character was in the comic books, he pretty much nailed it. He has some humor. He's very ser- serious, too, though. He's trying to right a wrong... Um, you know, when he was a child. So it's one of those things where it's kind of a double-edged sword for him because he committed suicide because he could see things. But his curse is also that he can see things that other people can't see. And that, that helps him in yeah. terms of being a good exorcist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's supposed to be like the best one in the world. Uh, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious in the first opening scene where he's going to go exercise the the demon out of uh, that girl. That girl. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's you know budget of a hundred million dollars for this movie, which is pretty good budget. Yeah. Uh, it made two hundred and thirty million. It made money. Didn't lose money. Yeah. Not a bust. I mean, some of that money was us. I think we watched it like five times in theaters. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day, we watched it a lot. Yeah. They also had like dollar theaters back in the day, which was pretty much pushed out of business because of, you know, big corporate theaters are like, hey, people are over there watching that. They need to be watching this. Yeah. And buying DVDs instead of watching dollar movies. Right. You know, thanks for ruining my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, fuckface. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so today's beer is, uh, what is this? Duclaw? Is that how you say it? Duclaw. 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 Brewing Company, and this is a uh, Sweet Baby Java. Uh, Espresso a... bean infused chocolate peanut butter porter. Yep, and I kind of feel like we should have some Reese's to go with it. <laughs> yeah, um, we probably should have. I if I would have, yeah, if I would have thought about it, I maybe would have brought some Reese's uh, peanut butter cups with us. Yeah, that's not a sponsor, a but I would fucking love that. Um, Doesn't have to be six point two percent alcohol. Yep, six point two percent. That's pretty damn good. Baltimore, Maryland, mm. home yeah. of the Ravens. Home of the Ravens. They didn't fumble this like Lamar Jackson did the playoff game. <laughs> uh. Uh, but hey, you know, Baltimore still has Mel Kiper Jr. <laughs> so, you know, they got some good shit going on there. Got some pride and joy. Yeah, the pride and joy of Baltimore. 
Yep. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about some hate. <laughs> oh, there is some hate for this. Uh, let's see. Um. Okay. Well, what we'll go ahead. What we'll do is because you were talking about how you know this is like adapted from like the the comic series, right? right? Okay. So we'll go ahead and, and talk about some of that stuff because uh, I think that that's uh, in terms of this movie. Anytime you're adapting something from a comic book, it's always a bit weird because you're trying to make sure that you keep things in there that people are expecting, but you also need to subvert some expectations too. Right. That's the same problem that like Marvel has, like when they do these things, because they're like, okay, you guys have read comics for like 40 years. So you no, guys we know, can't do that. We can't do exactly, you know, like we can't have the characters, like the characters can be the same, but we can't do the same scenario because then it's too predictable. Then it like then it takes like what Nebula to kill Thanos if you go exactly by the comics. When she takes the gauntlet, then Thanos helps them defeat Nebula. Yeah, and stuff like that. And, and like and and you know also if they're if you're going by Infinity War standards, Thanos doesn't even die. They're just like yeah, you can live your life on the farm. Fuck that. He killed half the universe. This motherfucker needs to die. Yeah, or at the very least be trapped in a a mortal loop at the Grandmaster's arena where he has to fight as a champion forever. That would be pretty poetic. Yeah. Either that or he's, <laughs> or he's uh, stuck in a, in a Doctor Strange time loop that he can never get out yeah. of. Yeah. Maybe he, some people actually theorize he might be in it already. Yeah. Like, like that's that's going to be – he's going to realize that he's walking on the farm forever. Yeah. And it's because uh, Strange cursed the time stone. Yeah. So but, – yeah. but that's the so thing that's about- a theory. That's the thing about doing comic books, though, is that a lot of times if you're if you're adapting something, you know, you're going to change things. And then as soon as somebody, uh, you know, sells off their, um, you know, they they get like the somebody gets the license to make a movie about it. You know, like yeah. a Jance on the bog. They're like, we're getting our we're getting our motherfucking movie check. You know, they're like, yeah, because you guys are making a movie version of Blunt Man and Chronic. You want a fucking movie check, you know. <laughs> And all that kind of stuff. It's like as soon as somebody you know sells their property off, then everybody's like, "Oh, well, it taints it," you know, th- that kind of stuff. Right. So, so I'll, so I'll get into it where it says, uh, uh, "What do you get when you mix uh, number one, hot, the highly stylized look of the Matrix?" Right. Because There's none of that. Everything that Keanu <laughs> does from now on, forever, is going to be linked to the Matrix for some reason. Yeah, he could do he could do a movie where he literally does no action at all. And they would be like, yeah, he's ripping off the Matrix. You it's know, like, Destination Wedding, Matrix. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it says, uh, what do you get when you mix the highly stylized look of the Matrix, the Bible, uh, and uh, featuring in no particular order, a Paul Lind lookalike as Satan, a hermaphrodite as the Archangel Gabriel, uh, the very wooden Keanu Reeves as a very wooden man looking for salvation. Uh, special and then uh, at the end, special effects out the ass. Well, it's clear you get Constantine the movie. This thing is dreadful, convoluted, and uh, dreadful. I found myself very put off by the perversion of Christian theology this movie promoted. If the plot isn't offensive to Christians enough, it, which it will be, I'm sure reading a few other reviews that this was based on a book. I'm sure this was bad enough uh, to make me avoid that book. The direction by first-time director Francis Lawrence uh, was a pretty was pretty bad because instead of trying to help the story along, he just resorts to copying what was done before in order to get an effect and relying too heavily on the special effects to tell the story. 
you can see the influence of the movie Seven had on him because of the way the lighting was done in some scenes. What he forgets is that uh, Seven had a compelling story that scared and held you in your seat until its shocking climax. While this movie will have you thinking on why so much had gone wrong in the first place. As usual, here's another comic book movie which is made with absolutely no respect for the creators who thought it all up. Granted, Hellblazer isn't the most popular of comic books, not garnering you know, the kind of fan base as Batman, Spider-Man, or The Punisher, and as a result hasn't instilled any real disgust towards the film. But really, how would you feel as an artist to see your creation butchered by someone else in such a way? This isn't Constantine. This is some generic and, and, and Americanized junk. Uh, watch this to learn how to ruin a great character, not even close to being dark enough, completely ruined by the makers. Constantine is living proof that everyone has their price. The creators of Hellblazer are clearly comfortable with their universe being hacked to pieces for a few million dollars. (laughs) Well, uh, pretty much every bit of that was inaccurate, especially the Tilda uh, Swinton as... uh, Hermaphrodite? They said a hermaphrodite version of uh, the Archangel Gabriel. Tilda Swinton is gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> by the way, she's she's not like a Jane Lynch type looking person. She's you know like it's kind of like the Gwendolyn Christie, yeah, uh, type type look where she's she looks like a strong woman, but she can actually do other things other than just be like a pretty face on the screen. Yeah, she can actually take her acting to like a whole different level. Where she's trying to be these this um, uh, asexual type, you know, angel. She's it's like androgynous, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because angels, you know, aren't aren't really, you know, a sex, you know, or they're not supposed to be. They're not supposed to be male or female. They're just supposed to be beings, right? Uh, so they kind of nailed it on that with her. I thought she did a great job in the movie. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we have we have more about her as as Gabriel yeah, later. I'm, I'm pretty sure we do a lot. There's a lot of haters of her. You know, it goes to the Doctor Strange thing too. But the thing about it is, yeah, the ancient one. Yeah, whenever you're casting someone, you're casting them for the character, not the look. Or that's how it's supposed to be in movies, right? And you're like, well, it should be this. Uh, you know what would have happened if they would Doctor Strange just defending Tilda Swinton for a minute. Um, if they would have got this uh, Asian guy that looks like he's supposed to look like in the comic books and stuff and did a whole sequence like that, people would have lost their fucking minds. Because they'd be like, that is super racist. Because it was a racist character in the comic books. It was just supposed to be like a, a master character, like in all the old martial arts movies. Where yeah, you're like, so imagine you, it was like Chow Yun-Fat. Yeah, that. yeah, it's like, you... You know, don't know the world. You know, they'd be doing the crappy accent and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, we've seen this so much. We've seen this a lot. What if we get somebody like Tilda Swinton to play the ancient one? She's very calm. She can be very, she has a big presence to her and stuff like that. And they're like, well, they whitewashed that character. It's like, yeah, but what if Tilda Swinton was black? Would you have been okay with it then with the same skill level? Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make it any better that you're using race to cast characters because... That makes you just as racist. Well, because then, then you're you're trying to play into the race more than you're playing into the character. Exactly. You, know? you shouldn't really worry about that unless there's people 
that won the part that don't get the part because they're like, well, you're the better actor, but we're not giving you the part because, you know, you're a black person. And it's like, that's racism. Yeah. But if they're just like, hey, this person just nails the role better than you, you can't just be like, well, they didn't cast me because I'm black. It's like, no, they actually did the part better than you. Has nothing to do with race. Yeah. Well, imagine like if, if they were casting for Star Wars and then you have John Boyega come in to play Finn. Right. And they're like, well, yeah, but we don't really have black stormtroopers. We're going to we're going to put Zac Efron in this role. Yeah. So we'll that, be like, that would be Finn, Zac Efron. What yeah. The fuck? Yeah. That would see. That would be that would be racist casting. Hollywood right. If John Boyega just came in and won the part and be like, wow, he's definitely Finn. But we don't want a black guy. We don't want a black stormtrooper. So because that's Efron, weird. The, the, the less superior actor, which he is. Uh, yeah, you know, gets the role over John Boyega. I mean, that would people. And be I, like, I like Efron, but he's not as good an actor as John Boyega. Yeah, Boyega's all. awesome. Like, you know, but he, that's the thing. It's like when people focus too much on race. It's like the. It's like the more people focus on this, the more this will never go away. You know, but that's just one point. This this had a whole lot of wrong into it. So yeah. Um, what was the next point on that? Okay. So the other thing was that, um, what they, what they, they did was, uh, that Francis Lawrence stole his shooting style from the movie seven. Okay. Francis Lawrence. Let's talk about him for a second. He got kind of famous directing music videos and stuff like that. Britney Spears and all that kind of stuff. But he also directed, I am legend. And he also directed every one of the hunger games movies. So, oh, this, well, so that was that guy. Yeah, this is him. Oh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> talk shit about the Hunger Games. How dare you? It was supposed to be uh, Tasim Singh to direct this movie, the Indian director who directed uh, The Cell, Selfless, and Immortals. But um, just uh, it took too long to get this movie going, and then he left the project. Because he, he couldn't work on it anymore? Yeah, he, uh, th- okay. he went to do something. I think The Cell. I think okay. he wanted to do The Cell, which was also a great movie with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Lopez, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that actually, that, of Jennifer Lopez's movies, that's probably the best one that I've that's seen. That's the best in. one she's ever done. It's yeah. the most revolutionary movie, too, because she has to, uh, this is where they can hack brains. She has to go inside of a serial killer's mind. Right. And it's It's insane. a really good movie. Yeah, it's, it's a twist and it's crazy. But Francis Lawrence has done more than most directors ever. He's worked with some great artists doing movies. I am legends. Amazing. Um, yeah, you know, and all the (laughs) hunger games movies. I mean, yeah, they're all really good. Yeah. They're, they're all really good except the last one. I didn't like that one that much, but (laughs) you know, the endings are usually hard for movies because it's like, well, everything, you know, everybody wants everything perfect, but you know, things can't be perfect. Everything has to be epic. Steve. No, every everything doesn't. I understand how it ended. I just wasn't as fun to watch as the other ones to me. Yeah, it's still a good movie. Yeah, you know. Well, so that's, yeah, that's the thing is, is like sometimes it's like that's the curse of having the third movie is that you have to figure out how you're going to do the ending. Yeah, and you're just not going to make everybody happy. Not everybody's going to be happy with like the way that the story ends. Yeah, it's always the hardest part to me. Like, is is writing a perfect ending, and it may be a perfect ending. But people always expect, like, no, I want my, like, brain to explode. <laughs> but, you, you know. You guys ever seen Scanners? <laughs> <laughs> scanners. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, okay. So, I That's feel like there was from. a couple more points. Um, okay, yeah. So, the other thing, too, is that, like, it's that, that uh, it's not as maybe well-known as, like, Batman, Superman, like, you know, the big 
you know, like, like X-Men comics, like it's not that kind of level. It's not, you know, those kind of comics, but they were people. A lot of times were like, why the hell did the people who make Hellblazer gave, you know, why did they give their, their blessing to make this movie? Because they butchered the, the story of John Constantine. Well, they gave the rights of the story to Warner brothers, which is one of the biggest movie companies in the world. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say they butchered the story. They they kind of made it their own, but they kept his backstory the same, and they, they tried to come up with a story that was unique but stayed to the character. They don't want to just be like, let's do Constantine 1 through 10 right here and just, you know, make it on the film. You right. know, they make animated stuff like that for, you know, DC Comics and Marvel Comics all the time where it's very, very close to the comic books. It's just animated. It's basically huh. just like a live comic book. That's why they make those animated movies because it's like, hey, you want to see the comic books come to life? Watch the animated movies. Yeah. But if we're going to pay, you know, a hundred million dollars to make a feature-length movie, we have to make the story original. That way, it's some a continuation because it wasn't a Constantine origin story, so it's a continuation of what you already know about him. Actually, what I feel like it was was leading from the comic books to this part. You know, in right. Constantine, like this is another chapter of his story, not his origin story, because they right. they don't do his origin story. They they show it like in a glimpse where you see like him like when he's like a teenager yeah. and, and he tries to it. kill himself. It's like, it's like three minutes of the movie. Or yeah, something it's kind like of like that. a flashback as he's sort of explaining like you know his backstory to Angela. It's kind of like they're like it's kind of like they do the new Spider Man. It's like you want to see Uncle Ben die and stuff like that, and it's like. No, we've kind of already seen that a couple times. Well, good because we're not doing it. We're just like you already know. Let's let's yeah. just go. You know, like that's how I felt like they should have went. You know, it's kind of how they pretty much have to do Batman from now on. They don't can't be show like, don't show Martha and Jonathan Wayne yeah, dying. Yeah, you know? stop, we we get it. His parents are dead. Or we, is it? No, it's not Jonathan Wayne. It's uh, what's his what's his dad's name? Fuck, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, Thomas, Thomas. Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. otherwise, I'm like, no, that'd be John Wayne. That would be weird. <laughs> that'd be Wayne hilarious. Batman's Bruce dad. Wayne's dad was John, John Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah that'd almost... be awesome. <laughs> right that'd be awesome if they actually put that in like the movie. Where if John Wayne was still alive and they made one of these, it's like, who's your dad? Well, it's John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, Pilgrim. Uh, <laughs> yeah but uh yeah but it's like i think anytime that you know because that's the way that hollywood works in, in a lot of ways is that the way that they get uh new movies to make is because they get things like they get novels like we wouldn't have the harry potter movies unless jk rowling was like i want to make a movie series out of my books we wouldn't have the hunger games if they didn't come from a novel we wouldn't have uh, what is it the Divergent series if it wasn't yeah. for you know them most of our original content comes from books. Yeah, our comic books because Hollywood's out of ideas. <laughs> right, Hollywood's out of a lot of fucking ideas. So basically, if it wasn't for these books or comic books, they would literally just be rebooting everything that they've already done. Yeah, that's pretty much. It's like we're out of ideas. What should we do? Bring back Magnum PI. With, with Tom Selleck? No, fucking a, a new guy. We just, Jay, just, you remember that guy from Hostel 2? 
if that's how you have to start the casting process for something, it's like, hey, remember that dude from Hostel 2? It's like, no, I never watched that garbage. Well, he's going to be Magnum P.I. now. It's like, what? So, so you're going to make Magnum P.I. Jay Hernandez? Right, yeah. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, 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 because he's like Tom Selleck. It's like, no. no. There's nobody around now that's anything close to Tom Selleck. No. Maybe... Maybe Nick Offerman because of Nick the Offerman, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. the closest dude you could find at Tom Selleck. Yeah, now. he's basically Tom Selleck. Yeah, <laughs> just if Tom Selleck just took care of himself and could time travel, you know, yeah, more manly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get a petition. Let's bring back Magnum PI with Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman, and people would watch that shit. Yeah, people would be like, <laughs> "This is the shit." But uh, you know, anytime that somebody adapts a comic book from something into a movie people are like that's not how it was in the book it's like even like the ghost in the shell they you know they were like this isn't how it was in the manga this how it wasn't this, this wasn't like this in the original movie and it's like, like every adaptation has to be its own thing if you just copy paste everything then it's boring you know you have to bring your own uh, wrinkles your own eccentricities to things and you know i think that in the case of constantine i think the thing is is that like the people who actually had read Hellblazer and knew about the comic, when they go into this, they're I think they're already biased because they're like, well, I don't really see Keanu as being Constantine. You know, it should be somebody like I don't know, like Jude Law or something. Like that's probably people wanted to get see you know, I, somebody I, like that. I love Jude Law, but he couldn't have pulled Constantine off because the thing about him is he's he's kind of a complicated character. He has to be kind of funny. Kind of dark. He's, he's, kind, he's kind of a dark comedy. You know, you got to... You gotta, yeah, that's what he has. Yeah, he has you, a dark comedy to him. You got to have it be believable. And a lot of people can't go dark like Keanu can. Yeah. Like, as much as you guys want to say, like, well, he can't act that great or something like that. And it's like... Or maybe, maybe his acting is so good, it feels like it's effortless, so you don't think he's doing anything. Right, right. Maybe and that's I mean, what it is. It people is. think he's, he's doing a shitty job, but maybe he's doing so good, it looks like he's not actually trying. And I think a lot of people judge him based off from his early days when he was like 19. Everybody, everybody always says like, you know, that he's basically just writing his success from Bill and Ted's. And I'm like, look, Bill and Ted's are awesome movies, right? Like they're, they're fucking great. We'll we'll probably get to the Bill and Ted. I don't even really remember the details of those movies anymore because it's been so long, but he's done so much great stuff that I do remember. Right. Like John Wick. Well, I made the joke out there earlier where I was like, John, Constantine. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, because he does play a lot of characters named John in his movies. I think he, yeah. he's played like seven characters named John in his movies. Right. But stuff like, even even stuff like Hardball, you know, like that that movie right there. That, that movie is emotional as hell. If you're saying he's not acting in that movie, then you've never watched it. You know, and and it's all kinds of movies. What was the one that he does? He he does a movie with uh, Charlize Theron. I think uh, it's called like um, November Man or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was whatever it. where she has cancer and everything like that. And that movie's sad as hell. He's one of the biggest parts of that movie, like emotion wise. I mean, uh, which by the way, Tom Hanks found Charlize Theron. The thing you do, just in case you guys don't know that. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't realize that. I, I thought she... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he cast her first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let's, let's see. Um, damn. Uh, 
he's just done so many like movies where Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, yeah, that was one of his uh, earlier sci-fi movies. Yeah, and then of know. course the Matrix movies. Everybody. Yeah, the Matrix. Everybody knows him from the Matrix, you know, and it it's one of those things where the Matrix revolutionized movies. Yeah, and he was one of the main reasons that 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 franchise made a billion dollars. That way, you know, they talked about rebooting it like four or five times. Because Warner then. Brothers still is trying to figure out what they can do with it because they still own the rights to it. Yeah, and uh, Keanu's been asked to return a couple of times also because they wanted to do a movie, and he says no. <laughs> was it because he felt like Neo's story was pretty much done at the end of that movie? It was, yeah, it's over. He's like, there's not anything else that Neo can do. He sacrificed himself to try and end the war between the machines so that they can have peace, and he's like, I'm done. He's like, that's my, that's, that's the end of Neo's story. If I come back, it would just be just an empty cash. It's grab. just a, it's just a cash grab. It'd that be point. just him just trying to get a, get a paycheck yeah, and there, be in the matrix. There's no story. Again. Like it would, it would literally mean the first three movies meant nothing. Right. Like if they're like, well, you got to come back because the machines have this like, uh, why the hell did I do all of that sacrificial work? Yeah. It means and, nothing. So yeah. you're telling me he's coming back with no Trinity and no Morpheus and, He's going like, to die. That's a, that's a support structure. Yeah. Know? It's like, so it, it, it's no point. It's the same thing with John Wick. Like, I think the studios were saying like, after the success of the first and then the second movie, they're like, well, we might make this six movies. And Keanu's like, no, it's over in three. Yeah. Cause he's like, how much more of, he's like, Wick's I don't want to water be- down, you yeah. know, Wick story and the director was the same way, you know. Uh, Stahelski. Um, Stahelski, Chad Stahelski, and yeah. he's like, "No, it's it's a trilogy. That's it." After it's that, like, it's like the yeah. story of John Wick is done. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to be an epic trilogy, and no one's ever going to touch it again because who the, how the hell could you recast it? Because he's the only guy. That's one of the, he's also one of the actors that it's really hard to remake his movies too. And if he was a bad actor, it wouldn't be hard at all. Right, yeah, because you know? you'd be like, oh well, this this movie is this is not really good, so we're just gonna pretend like the other ones don't exist, and then we're gonna bring it back. And it's like the only person I think it'd be cool for them to remake their Matrix with is Logan Lerman, just because I feel like he's kind of in the same you know zip code. <laughs> well, as we Keanu. also feel that Logan Lerman can do practically any fucking thing. We so. do, but that would that would be so cool to see Logan Lerman. <laughs> right, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> One of these days, if, if we ever get in touch with like Logan Lerman or somebody's like, you know, hey, Beyond the Hate podcast always talks about you. It's like, yeah, get his ass on. We'll get talk his ass on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Logan Lerman, we're calling you out, man. You need to show up and do a show. My my uh, youngest son's named Logan. <laughs> yeah. No, that's no bullshit. One of his sons is named Logan because he loves Logan Lerman so much. <laughs> and Wolverine. But as, aside from that, um, uh, what we'll do is we'll go and take we'll take a quick break here. Then we come back. We'll we'll dive into the comments about Keanu since we're already talking about him and uh, how people feel like he ruined the character of Constantine. Well, let's see what these so, jackasses have to say. Yeah, oh, this is gonna buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through with this 
And we're back. Oh, man. So, <laughs> people... People just fucking hate Keanu Reeves. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> no clue. Maybe I, they just hate themselves and they need an outlet. Right, yeah. It's like, you know what? I hate myself so much that I feel like I'm going to take the rest of it out on Keanu. Fuck that know? cat. Yeah. Fuck that cat. <laughs> Fuck that cat. <laughs> it was a shitty movie anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> why would anybody let Key and Pill make a movie? Yeah. Which is basically just another Pineapple Express. <laughs> <laughs> it's exact movie. Right. Exact movie. Right. Except the cats in it. Right. But, uh... <laughs> okay, but we're not talking about cats, although there is a cat in this movie. Um, which, uh... I think it's kind of, It's also interesting, too, like, when you see that scene when, uh, he's... It, when Rachel Wise, uh, or Angela brings, you know, uh, Constantine back to, like, her place or whatever. And then he has, like, he, like, he wants the pan of water... And then he's like, you know, he's, she's, you know, like, well, if you need anything of her things. And he's like, no, he's like, I'll take the cat. And he like grabs the cat and he's like petting it and stuff. And she was like, what are you going to do with the cat? And at first she's kind of like, she wants to like close the door, but she doesn't really want to close the door. Cause she was yeah. like, what the fuck is he doing? And it's like, no, he needs the cat because I think it's kind of funny because he says cats are halfway, they're, ha- they're, they're halfway half in, in, halfway out, halfway out. Like they're, they're somewhat here in this world but they're not which might explain why cats are all assholes <laughs> they are evil right they are evil murderers <laughs> so for anybody who's a cat person among us uh, we're just kidding but you ever listen listen to this show uh, with Katie uh, Goldman called Feature Creature uh, it's a podcast if you guys want to listen to it they're not paying me to say that I just listen to it uh, yeah. but yeah they, they kind of talk about how cats are serial killers basically of the animal kingdom they really are they just kill for fun right you know um, things that are not serial killers in the animal kingdom you know they kill to survive but cats don't they just kill to kill for the sport of it Yep, so oh, yeah. I'm a dog person. Because <laughs> <laughs> dogs like to help people. Um, <laughs> instead of being assholes. They're uh, hunters, but they usually eat what they kill. Right, yeah. Um, or you can, you know, you can be a necromonger and you can keep what you kill. Yeah, you can keep what you kill. <laughs> so, you know. So they're, they're even not serial killers. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but it says, uh, <laughs> so the comment goes... A horrible movie that leaves a very bad taste in your mouth with a bad acting performance by Reeves, who is miscast as a hardball detective who fights against demons in L.A. Not a detective. Not a detective at all. He's actually an exorcist. <laughs> you know, what was that mouse that was the detective? What, what was that? Um, uh, oh, shit. I was going to say Five Goes West, but that was like a... Uh, it was something uh, like that. I think that's like what a, I was thinking. Five Goes West, but, but no, he like, wasn't a detective. It's, like, it's just called The Mouse Detective, isn't this it? This is Mouse Detective. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, that's solved. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, we're pretty good detectives. See, we're pretty good detectives. We already figured out this mystery fucking movie that we can't think of. Um, so... <laughs> um, Ratatouille, that's what you're thinking of, yeah. Rat, yeah, Ratatouille. Yeah, Ratatouille. Yeah, Ratatat. Ratatat. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, but his performance is a real misfire on the part of the people who made this film, and it hurts the film in a lot of ways. You really Mother should have misfired. Uh, <laughs> you, really, you really don't. <laughs> he has to say shit like that right when I'm reading, because now I have to figure out where the fuck I was. Um uh, I was thinking about this Mark Wahlberg thing that I seen. Uh, 
Where do you know that skit on SNL where uh, Andy Samberg makes fun of Mark Wahlberg? Uh, yeah, I think so. Where he's like talking to animals and stuff, and he was like, "Hey, hey, you little goat, what are you doing? What are you doing down there? Say hello for your mother <laughs> to your mother for me, you know, or whatever." Yeah. And then like the the other skits, like Mark Wahlberg's like uh, goes and meets Andy Samberg, like actual Mark, Mark Wahlberg's on the show, and he's like, "Andy, what's up, Andy?" And he's like, "Hey." Wh- How's it going? Uh, it's like not good. I see. I seen the last week's show. Yeah. You know, it was like that's inaccurate. And it's like I'm sorry, Mark. It's just it's, it was just a joke or whatever. And he was like, I'm not like that at all. You know, I think you're totally inaccurate. And then like Amy Poehler walks up and she's pregnant. And he's like, Hey, Amy, what's going on? And she was like, Not much. And he was like, I see you're pregnant. What's up with that? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. It just happened. And he was like, All right, say hello for to your mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> And but, he just I mean, does that, and Andy Sam, and then he's like, "Well, like I was saying, Andy, it's like what you, what you was doing was just totally inaccurate." And Andy's like, "Yeah, totally, yeah, inaccurate." And then, like Josh Brolin walks up or whatever, it's like, "Hey, Josh Brolin, what's up? You were in the Goonies, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I produced Entourage. Say hello to your mother for me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I forgot where the fuck I was going. I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> it says, uh, his okay, so his performance is a real misfire on the part of the people who made this film, and it hurts the film in a lot of ways. You really don't believe his character at all by the way Keanu plays him, and the movie loses credibility because of it. You can't blame him for his lack of interest because of how bad the script is, but you could have done better, or they could have gotten a better actor to play the character instead. <laughs> <laughs> the characters in the film are more or less the same characters you find in films of this nature, and this problem is highlighted by the main character himself, who is more or less the character of Van Helsing with a suit on and an attitude problem. I think the script uh, trying to make him look cool with his lack of authority and or lack of uh, respect of authority and manners uh, just ends up making him look like an asshole instead. Constantine's lines are really pathetic as well. I mean, this is John. John Constantine, asshole, is only meant to be cool for fifth graders, right? Sounds like Bond, James Bond. Come on, people. Couldn't they find a less popular cliche to copy? Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. And also giving the demons the finger? For a swift, smooth, cool exorcist superhero in denial of his status, uh, the uh, denial of his status kind of guy, it's it's indefinably stupid. I don't know. If I was sending a demon to hell, I would definitely be like, "Fuck you, fuck demon. you." Yeah, give him the bird, man. <laughs> I would give him the bird. Like I, I think the person that wrote this movie was just like, "What would I do if I was sending a demon back to hell?" Or, or it's probably just like Keanu. It might have been Keanu. It, it just like, like yeah, Keanu's totally like, no, I'd just be like, fuck you, demon. Right, yeah. You know, but but like the thing about Pathetic is like, you remember like whenever you were thinking like when you were watching like Stone Cold, when he was like flipping like Vince off and stuff, you're like, man, that dude's pathetic. Yeah, he gets to flip his boss off and his yeah. boss really can't do what shit What a about pussy. Him. Yeah, <laughs> what a fucking loser, you know. Yeah. Uh, that guy's the worst. Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. But it says it makes the character look like a big fat loser. This among many other, amongst many other things. Uh, this could just be the way the character was written, but I think it, it could just be Keanu Reeves himself with his uh, dried and, and dreary way of acting, which can be found in all of uh, all, all of this film. So, I I think, but like going to like the the Stone Cold thing, it's like it, when you have. 
basically what Constantine is is he's kind of like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the exorcism world. Yeah, yeah, right. Because, yeah. you know, he 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 has like a certain kind of authority figure that he has to deal with because he has to kind of deal with like Satan. He has to deal with like yeah, Satan's Zensing man. Satan's kind of like Vince, you know, it's like the boss that you definitely don't want to work for, you know, because he sends all these demons back to hell and it's like, uh, and it's like when he finally does get the opportunity to kind of like get, you know, one up on, on, on some of these guys, some of these demons, yeah, you know, he flips on the bird like "fuck you, get out of my reality." Yeah, fuck you, know? you. This is this this is my turf. You can get the fuck out of here. Go back to hell where you belong. <laughs> We're trying to fucking possess people, you know. And it, it's like it, I think for for Keanu, I think that the problem is is that everybody is automatically going to say that he's a bad actor without really knowing anything about his performances, like. Yeah, we because we we've covered Keanu a bunch of times. Was we covered him from right. all three and Matrix I, I movies? I feel like we'll cover him more. Yeah, well, we've covered him in all three Matrix movies. Uh, we we've covered him in Forty Seven Ronin, and uh, those episodes I'll have to repost at some point because they're not up on uh, all the other platforms. But uh, you know, and then also like we covered him in the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula, you know, because he was Jonathan Harker in that movie, and it's like we we've had to defend Keanu a lot. But I think the thing is, is that, like, people are always going to say that he's, like, a bad actor. But mm-hmm. I think what it is, and it's, like, this theory that I've come up with where it's, like, sometimes I think because acting is so effortless for Keanu, it looks like he doesn't give a shit. Or maybe it looks to some people like he's not trying, you know? But it's, like, he doesn't do, like, hammy acting where he's, like, going over. Like, some people will say that, like, his performance in Dracula was maybe a little bit over. But it's, like, the characters are written that way. Their dialogue is kind of over exaggerated yeah, yeah. like that because it's like it's a fantasy story about fucking Dracula. Yeah, you it's, know? it's not real. And Jonathan Harker, if you know anything about that, that character, I mean, he was basically exactly like Keanu played him. Yeah, like in Keanu um, can do Shakespeare. Like this, yeah. is, this, this shit is Shakespeare is one of the hardest fucking things that you can do. Because if you listen how, to one of our earlier episodes, the he's considered like one of the greatest like Hamlets ever. Yeah. Like, and that, that's a hard task. Like, I mean, that's better than Mel Gibson. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I can only imagine. Right, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. I just can't imagine Mel Gibson as a Shakespearean actor. Oh, God. That would be... I, I And I like Mel Gibson movies, some of them. Uh, like, Payback, mainly. That's probably my favorite. Uh, but... Him as a Shakespearean actor, like I'm just kind of like, what? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, that mean, would be really weird. Yeah, like uh, Patrick Stewart, you know, um, Ian McKellen, you know, people like that. Like I can totally see that. Like uh, Keanu, even like, like I didn't think of it, but when we were doing our research, I was just kind of like, yeah, I can only imagine. Like, um, uh. You know, the Cruel Intentions movie, um, Dangerous Liaisons, was the inspiration for that, because that was the name of the original, like, book that is based off from, The Cruel Intentions with Ron Philippine and Reese, Reese Witherspoon and Uma Thurman or whatever, Yeah, was based on a book called Dangerous Liaisons, and they made a movie with John Malkovich and Glenn Close and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And Keanu is awesome in that movie. Right. John Malkovich and obviously Glenn Close is amazing in it, and she Glenn Close is also one of those uh, actresses that gets thrown into the Tilda Swinton, you know Gwendolyn Christie type role where people always insult her. 
you know, looks and stuff like uh, that because she's not she like some... She looks like a man, yeah. Yeah, some... The, she's not some bimbo supermodel-looking person. Yeah, she's just kind of a normal-looking woman. Yeah, that like, can act better than basically anyone alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's but like, yeah, and, and, but that's a, a, that's a bad thing, apparently, in Hollywood right. where you're like, oh, well, she doesn't have, like... You know, big titties and like a big ass or something like that. So this is a homorpha diet or something like that. It's like no, yeah. you're just jealous because she's a woman and she can out out act probably any of the male actors that you're you're you idolize. Right. So you want to insult her. That's what you want to. That's what people want to do with Tilda Swinton, because they always want to insult her. And she nails every fucking thing that she's in. Right, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, the the next uh, section we we get to here. Well, we'll probably get here in a minute. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about Tilda uh, as Gabriel, but uh, it, it, for Keanu, I think part of it is is that people think that every movie he does, he's Ted Theodore Logan, and it's like he's. He's not gonna be fucking like he hasn't been that. A he's long not gonna time. be like the Bill and Ted. Keanu, like ever again, like he's not gonna do that. I mean, even though they are making that movie, the <laughs> third one. But I mean, but he's not gonna be like that type of character in any other movie besides a but, villain besides type villain type movie. But that's just the thing. It's like if you, if you're looking at it from the standpoint that like everything that Keanu does, it's like, well, he's a terrible actor. It's like if he was a terrible actor, nobody would put him in movies. I mean, there's some people that are. I think what it is, it's like, it's some people, whenever they go on IMDb and they're like, if they're trying to figure out like, well, is this movie a good movie to watch? They go on IMDb and they look at a star rating and they're like, okay, well, a lot of people give this movie like one star, so let me see what they say. And then somebody will be like, well, you know, this movie uh, has like terrible acting by Keanu. And they're like, oh yeah, Keanu is like a bad actor. This is another one of his bad ones. It's like... Yeah, it's like, but if you watch something like Speed, he's really good in that movie. He's good in basically anything that he does. He is. He's like, amazing as John Wick. Like, every character that he does, he... Point he, break, people make fun of, like, a couple of the scenes that he does in the movie. I am an FBI agent. But people don't go to watch that movie for Patrick Swayze. They go to no. watch that movie because of Keanu. Yeah. I mean, Keanu can... He has been a lead actor in his movies since the 1990s and he's never stopped being a lead actor in a movie you can't do that if you're a bad actor right if you're a washed up actor you don't continuously get starring roles you get put in movies where you're in a role you know like uh you know and i'm not calling vela kilburn a bad actor but he's had a bad spell you know but he he's dealt with cancer and all kinds of stuff like that but uh you know, he gets put in movies where he's just kind of like a character that shows up in them and stuff like that. Right. Keanu's never been, you know, uh, put in that situation. He's always been, even whenever he had a so-called down period, he was still the star of every one of his movies. Right, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's, it's just, it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't fit. So, you're saying he's a bad actor, but everybody else is saying he's a guy that people would go buy tickets to see or at least go buy DVDs of his movies. Yeah. Well, it's like that, that replicas movie that just came out. That was amazing. People were like, that movie's already like a box office bomb. Like people are already saying that it's terrible. It probably didn't take like $15 million to make. So, I mean, 
it's probably already made that in pre-orders or something. Yeah. Because I want to see the movie. It looks like a like a modern Frankenstein uh, Frankenstein tale, you know? Yeah. Like something like that. Like because people are already bashing that movie to shit. Like you, you can't really have a bomb of a movie if it's not a big budget movie. It's not a big budget movie. It's you know it's a small budget movie. So yeah, you can't be a bomb. Right. But also like in in this culture. Nowadays, it's like I think some people just—I mean—and we haven't seen Aquaman, but I think some people wanted. Some people went to go see Aquaman just to see how far it would go. Like they went to go watch it. Ironically, they probably don't even give a shit about the character. Maybe they only went to go see it because it was Jason Momoa or whatever. But like, it's—it's it's actually like beat pretty much most of the other DC movies, and it's, it could be very well an amazing, awesome movie. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, I've had but, I've had uh, um, AJ that that's a guest on the show every now and then. He said that it was a really good movie, something that you could just rewatch instantly. But then again, you know, I'd have to see it for myself. Right. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like you know, you never know what movies are going to catch on. I mean, a lot of people probably thought Mortal Engines would do something, and it didn't really do all that well. Well, Mortal office. Engines just seemed like a really really dumb idea for a movie, but it could be a great movie. I don't know. We haven't I seen mean, it. No. I haven't seen it. it. Has Hugo Weaving in it. It's directed by Peter Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean, those are two good combinations, but you know, you got to execute it. We it, might eventually have to do an episode on Mortal Engines because yeah, maybe we don't it's, know. It's good. It Sometimes needs to be we defended. don't go see these movies in theaters, and uh, you know, we catch them afterwards. We catch them afterwards, and we're like, oh yeah, people hated this movie. That's really good. Yeah. Like, it, like the Han Solo movie, we didn't go see it in theaters because of you know things going on. Money, <laughs> you know, money, maybe you don't time, have the extra, yeah, stuff maybe like you just that. don't have the money or the time to go. But is it a bad movie? No, I, uh, you know, uh, but I, I think for people who want to like bitch and complain about Keanu, I think it's it's just unfair. And it's like you're not actually looking at his performance in this movie. His performance as Constantine is amazing. He's one of those characters. He's one of those guys that can pull off a character like this and actually make it believable. Right. You know, if somebody else was was playing this role, you'd, you'd be almost like, ah, I don't know, I don't know if I believe this guy is as serious as he seems like he is. When Keanu plays the role, you feel like this dude has been there, he's lived it, this is his life, this is, every, yeah, everything right. makes sense. You know, just because he's such a good actor. But if you're, you know, a random jackass guy going through the comments on IMDb and you see something like, oh, well, you know, Keanu's a bad actor, then... People just all of a sudden start believing that without actually thinking about it. It's yeah. terrible. You know, and I think a lot of people get too caught up on money because they're always like, well, this movie wasn't good because it didn't make this money. And it's like, okay, what about all these films that are nominated for Academy Awards? That, like, nobody's ever heard of. No one's ever heard of. No one's ever seen. No one wants to see. Yeah, critically acclaimed is good if you're trying to go for awards and you want to be the, you know, the artsy claxy, you know, you want to go for those kind of things. Like you want to go for the awards, you want to be on Sundance, you know, you want to do all these different things. If that's what you want to do, fine. By all means, go ahead and do that. But if you're, but it's like, you have different types of movies, you know, you, you have your big blockbuster movies, you know, stuff like something like Aquaman, for example, that's like a big comic book movie in the DC universe. And then you have, you know, something you know, that's like kind of a uh, low budget, kind of a regular movie like Replicas, you know, and it's like er if people always want to judge them on the same level. It's like, well, if you don't make a certain times your budget, then it's a flop. 
And it's like, people always consider things a flop even when they're not. It's just, it's really not fair. Yeah, all the time. Like John, uh, like the John Carter of Mars movie or whatever. You know, it, it made its money back. But people were like, oh, it's a gigantic flop because, you know, Disney was planning for it to make like a billion. It's like, well, how are they planning for it to make a billion for one? It's a story that was written in like the 40s. Right. And then they made a movie about it with barely any promotion. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you kind of push Taylor Kitsch into it. You don't give any other cast, like, any, like, big budget thing happening to it. It's a good movie, but, it, like, there was really nothing that they did to make it succeed. Right. And a lot of times that's what happens. But, like, this movie in particular, it made money. It made money. You know, and it's like, for the people who say that, like, well, Keanu can't act, and his movies are flops, why do people keep hiring this guy? It's like, he's an amazing actor, and it's like, I I think what it is, is that some people are always going to be biased, and they're never going to like a particular actor, just because. And it's like, the, you know, it's like some people are going to be so cynical, because I even looked up, and I found people who had one-star comments on John Wick, and I was like... Okay, so we might do like an entire like John Wick month where we do like all three episodes or John Wick. I just don't see how that's possible, but I'm looking but, forward uh, to destroying some yeah. motherfuckers. Right? Yeah. Uh, but you we'll know, get Keanu the, Reeves on the show for that one. I wish I could. I wish. Oh, I, could I wish we like, had hey, that Keanu, kind of Yeah. We want to call you on this episode because we're defending the John Wick movie. Some people hate it. He'll be like, "Who are those people?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a list on IMDb of people that don't like your movie. So we you have your like... address. You're right. <laughs> He's coming for you. <laughs> Go handle some shits, Jay and Silent Bob style. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but moving on to the uh, some of the other characters that are in this movie, and this is um, I guess somewhat of a smaller note, but it's some. <sighs> I think when people were watching this, I think some people were like, fuck John Constantine. Can we maybe have a movie that involves more of the other characters? And other people were like, why the fuck are they here? It's like, people watch movies in really weird ways. Like, I don't understand. They do. Like, they they just, they're watching this shit totally wrong. Right. (laughs) But, uh, so, it it says, uh, Rachel Wise is ten times the actor Keanu is, and she has the most interesting character in the whole movie. Her character is so good that she should have been the lead instead of uh, poor Keanu, but we don't live in a perfect world, so we have to suffer with uh, Keanu trying to act tough. The screenplay feels like a hack job in some places, and the characters don't really serve a purpose at all other than to be killed off or just just be part of the scenery. Some characters don't really need to be in the movie at all, like the character of Chaz, played by Shia LaBeouf, who really adds nothing to the movie other than to be a really bad sidekick to our sour-faced hero, and the angel Gabriel, who is played by Tilda Swinton, who for starters is only in the film for about 10 minutes and really adds nothing to it other than to have a really bad scene with Constantine at the end that will make you sit up and take notice on how bad this film really is. And then in the last act, where her character... Also, realize that that's like one giant sentence. There's no periods there. I'm reading that as... It's just a run-on sentence. Just a giant run-on sentence. Chaz Kramer, asshole. here to make sure... Uh, um, in the last act where her character is part of one of the most stupid plot revelations in recent movies uh, it involves the devil who is dressed like a <laughs> like a pool shark gambler from Atlantic City <laughs> true dad true dad that's not 
I mean, fair enough. He probably does look like that, but he's, you know, he's Lucifer. He can he's wear what pimping. he wants. He's pimping. Uh, I don't hold Tilda Swinton responsible for this. Uh, she is a very good actress. As as much as I hold the screenwriters who wrote her role, because I don't know how, uh, I don't really, uh, because we don't really know enough about her character to be surprised with the sudden turnaround that she does in the last act of the film. Digimon <laughs> Hansu. <laughs> oh, Digimon. We call him Digimon. It's a Jaiman Hansu, right? Jaiman Hansu, uh, but we call him Digimon. Digimon is really great as well, but he's really not in the movie uh, much at all, and his character is really just there for a camp effect and not for substance. Right. Satan does look like he'd be p- pimping out like Chloe Moretz and, you know, like, <laughs> like oh, an yeah, equalizer yeah. or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he looked like he'd be like her pimp or something. But, uh... <laughs> no, Papa Midnight is awesome in this movie. Yeah, Papa Midnight. Well, you know, Digimon is pretty awesome in all of his, his movies that he does, because he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, uh, Blood Diamond with Leo? Blood Diamond with yeah. Leo! DiCaprio! Yeah, um... He's pretty great in everything that he does. Like, he, he's a really good actor. He's in the King Arthur movie with Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, um, which will be uh, this month. One of the movies we have upcoming. Yeah. Yes, um, uh, it's one of those movies where uh, we were like, "Is it this bad?" And uh, it is not that bad. Uh, so also Guy Ritchie. It's Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. It's pretty Guy much is, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it's like Sherlock Holmes meets uh, like Snatch. <laughs> oh, really? And King that Arthur. Like? That's exactly what it feels like. Even the explanation stuff that's in, like, Sherlock is in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's King Arthur. Which, you know, is is very interesting on its own. But, you know, the thing about the, the Rachel Weisz, uh, she is amazing. She is amazing oh, yeah. in a lot, of, a lot of things she does. And this director specifically had... You know, make sure the running shots are on her ass, which is why Daniel Craig married her. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, she's super talented, but, I mean, you know, props to you, uh, Daniel Craig. James because, Bond. Right, yeah, because your suave ass was able to pull Rachel Wise. Yeah. And also, like, because any time that it comes up where it's, like, time for him to do, like, a Bond movie, it, he basically is like, I don't know if Rachel wants me to do another movie because she's afraid for my safety because he does his own stuff. She's a great wife. Yeah, she's a good wife because she actually looks out for him. She's like, I don't know if I want you to do this because what happens if you get seriously hurt on this one? And he was like, well, he's like, I've been in, in car chases. He's like, I've been, I think he's been on fire. Like, he's had all kinds yeah, of crazy shit happen to him. You know, like, Jumping uh, stunts and everything. I know he was saying in one of the interviews, it was like, uh, it was like, I told her they're offering me $50 million. And she was like, what does that mean? Yeah. And she was like, I don't care about that. Can if you he, do it? If you get seriously injured. If you then, get injured, then I don't, I don't, well, well, so I'll get a $50 million check and you'll be dead? Right, yeah. You know, what does that mean to me? What, is that, what does that mean for me exactly? Yeah, you know? it's, it's like, like that, uh, you know, you could tell them to shove, you know, basically she's like, you can tell them to shove that up their ass. You just be home with me and fuck bond, you know, type thing. But, you know, he's just kind of like, you know, he wants to do it, but you know, he has a wife that he loves and that cares about him. Yeah. And a lot of fans don't see it that way. It's like, Oh, why, why has he always got to ask racial Weiss? And he was like, well, he has a good wife. Like, you know, he, she knows he wants to do his own stunts in these movies and he wants to be Bond and actually give it everything he has to be Bond. People should be proud of that. 
And then, um, you know, she she's one of those wives where it's like, you know, I care so much about you. I don't care about anything else. Like, we have plenty of money. It doesn't matter how much yeah. they're offering you to, to, to do the role. It's like, I want my husband intact. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's a good wife. But it's like, that's just... It also, like, you know, the thing with Rachel Wise is like... And, you know, eventually we might do... Because one of the movies that I thought it would be interesting to do is the original uh, Brendan Fraser mummy with Rachel Mummies. Wise. I love Brendan Fraser. Those I love some Brendan Fraser. Those are fucking amazing. So I'm like, I could definitely get into that. So that would be one of those movies I have kind of on my short list of, like, things I would want to do later on. Yeah. You know, it's like, if it's my turn to pick a movie, then I'll be like, okay, fuck it, we're doing The Mummy this week, you know? So, as long as we don't do the last one. <laughs> I, I'm not a super fan of that one, the one with Jet Li. The, the was Tomb not, of the Dragon Emperor. It was not great, but... It, it was It was not it was shit. Not, it wasn't it shit, was but it wasn't what great. We <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because I thought we could we could do better with Jet Li and Brandon <laughs> Fraser. You know, like, that. that's probably the thing, is like, this is exciting as it gets. It should just be like the, the other guy then. Yeah. You know, the the Mummy and the Mummy Returns was amazing. Yeah. And who knows, we might end up doing those as like kind of a two pack, you know, where we do yeah. like one one week and then do the one, you know, the other one the next week or something. Because, uh, uh, but she's amazing as Evie in those movies because she, she has that, uh, that naivety where she's like, she's been Egyptologist for uh, a long time, but she's never actually experienced most of this stuff. So she's like, she understands the history of this stuff. But she's never really actually experienced it for real. She hasn't been into most of these tombs. So she's really good at being able to play like all these different types of roles. You know, and I think that uh, you know, people when they say that like she's like ten times the actress that Keanu is, it's like I, I, why are you trying to put like levels on people? Why you're you're gonna say like, Oh, well, okay, so does that mean that like, you know, Paul Bettany is like five levels above Jude Law? It might depend on the role, you know? It's like, I mean, how are you yeah. supposed to how are you supposed how, to put how, levels how on do actors? You, how do you judge that? Yeah, or like, so does that mean that like, you know, somebody like DiCaprio's like a Super Saiyan three, and everybody else is like just regular Saiyans? Well, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How do you put? Are you putting power levels on people now? Is that yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> how, I don't know how you judge that because if that was the case, it'd just be like, well, this one guy gets the Oscar every year, right? But it's it's more to do with roles than it is to do with their acting level. So, the roles that Keanu takes is generally roles that he can he can do. Like, and if you know, he he's such a good actor. Like, I usually don't think about it whenever he takes a role and I watch it. And um, you know, the same thing could be said for me about Dolph Lundgren. Like, he'll take a lot of these action roles. And he's in his 50s, and I like it, because I'm like, well, it's Dolph Lundgren doing these roles. He's still a badass. He's still a badass. He's an you know, action star. I mean, Keanu's an action star, too. Um, but he's also, he's also good at pretty much everything else. Yeah, and I, I think it's like, but, you know, for people who are talking about, like, you know, Chaz is useless in this movie, it's like, no... He does serve a purpose because he's kind of like, he's sort of like an apprentice to Constantine. He's also like his driver too that gets him around everywhere because it's LA and he's, he has kind of like a taxi driver like it is at his disposal. So he has, you know, Chaz is kind of like his like a driver that gets him around to places. 
But he also he's learning from Constantine. He has all kinds of books all over his his cab where he's been you know reading about the occult and he's been you know reading about like you know uh, like how to do things like Constantine does. So it's like he does serve like a role in the movie. It's like you know it's like his uh, friend that's like his um, his guy that gets him all of his like interesting stuff like his holy waters and all of his different things. And then, you know, he ends up dying and people are like, well, that guy serves no purpose in the movie other than just to be, like, a plot device. And it's like, sometimes characters, that's what they are. They are a plot device to move the plot forward. Right, and Chaz's cab number in this movie is 3333. Uh-huh. Which is a uh, number of divinity, which is Father, <laughs> Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right. What's so, the extra three for? It's just... Cabs have four numbers. Oh, okay. But it's all three, so it's so you know, supposed it's to like Father, the Son, Trinity. and the Holy Ghost is supposed to uh, represent the Trinity, right. which makes you believe that Chaz was an angel just watching over Constantine the whole time. He was a fucking guardian angel. He was. I, th- I believe that's what they were implying, because they show him as an angel in the end credits uh, on the tomb. Like, yeah. just flying up and I don't think he just became an angel I think he was an angel watching Constantine yeah. the whole time like I think that was his role yeah it's also interesting too because he does help uh, he does help him at the end sequence when they're trying to get because uh, Mammon's trying to force his way out of uh, Angela's body mm-hmm. and uh, Constantine struggling trying to get the uh, the exorcism through and then Chaz helps him by filling in and yeah, like, you know, he's doing the chant. He's, he's doing the, 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 the incantation or whatever. It's in Latin, right? Aren't mm-hmm. they speaking in Latin? Yeah. So there's a lot of that. But, uh, you know, I think that, like, for people who didn't like Chaz, it's like, I mean, he's, sometimes he's the comedy relief, right? Because he's kind of like, he's like a young kid who's just trying to learn and he just wants to be, like, he wants to be like, he wants to help Constantine more. You know, and and that kind of stuff, but also like there's that there's that one part where it's like they they go to uh, Midnight's Club, Papa Midnight's Club, and he flashes the card, and then Constantine just like decks him in the face and like goes through, <laughs> he just goes through the velvet rope or whatever, and then he just kind of chases kind of leans over, and he's like ha ha ha, it's like frog gonna dress that bitch, frog gonna dress that bitch. And then it just walks off, and you're like, "Oh, Chaz, okay." He's definitely getting. He's definitely picking up on Constantine's attitude and like how much he doesn't give a shit. Chaz but, Kramer, uh, asshole. Chaz Kramer, asshole. <laughs> uh, but uh, but as far as like Tilda Swinton goes, it's like, you know, because people were like, "Okay, so they put Tilda Swinton in this movie, and they made her like this, you know, hermaphrodite angel, you know." It's like, <laughs> and it's like, no, it's like the. the 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 angels are supposed to be like gender neutral, right? Is that the yeah? Whole they're purpose? supposed to be basically asexual. They're not supposed to really have any type of sexuality because they're angels. They're just uh, supposed to look beautiful. So as far as that, I mean, Tilda Swinton is pretty accurate for what you would want as an angel, and you know she's she's constantly you know defeating diversity, you know, just because she's a you know woman. Right. Doing these kind of manly roles and stuff, so it's always going to be some type of backlash because you know, I mean, sexist or rampant. The, the only other person that you probably could have gotten to done this, and it would have been maybe the opposite, where like they casted a man and had him look like a woman. It, it probably could have been like David Bowie. If you would have casted Bowie for this, 
people would have been like, people might have been like, oh, that's pretty cool. But Tilda Swinton does it, and they're like, eh, that's not I what I what imagine you, yeah, Gabriel, I see what you're Gabriel saying there. Yeah. If they had casted Bowie, people would have probably been would have been more okay with it. If they it. would have casted a feminine man, people would have been like, cool, but if, if just because it's like a manly type woman, it's not okay. Then people are like weirded out by that. But, you know, that's just, you know, a form of prejudice that It's some exists. kind of weird sexism, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it just exists as something that exists, and it's really, really tragic that it, you know, can affect the overall outcome of movies just because of people's hatred. And this is what we always try to defeat, is hatred. Right. You know, that's why we always attacked our hatest, and we love our beyondest. We're, you know... Yeah. Because we're, we're, we are beyond the hate, so we're not the hatest side. We might make fun of some people, but it's usually horrible people. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's people that are being dickheads. Yeah. If you're a good person, then you don't have anything to worry about from us because we're going to, you know, we see got you as a good your person. your back, like Keanu. Right. Yeah. He's a great person. He's a great person. And it's like, and Tilda Swinton takes roles that people find controversial like her being the ancient one in Doctor yeah. Strange. We have her back 100%. Yeah. You know, you guys want to fight? Email us. <laughs> Beyond the hate of we Want to fight we, about it? <laughs> we, we do this. You will not win. You will not win. It's no use, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> we have the high ground. All right. But, you know, a fair fight is a fair fight. We will even let you come and sit the fuck down right here and try right. to fucking we got a bench for you <laughs> go, fucking haters <laughs> go toe to toe with us we don't we don't care about any of that because you're not in a win you're just gonna feel like a 100% hatist right but uh we'll go ahead and we'll take a uh we'll take a break right here and then when we come back we'll uh we have one more uh comment a smaller comment and then we'll go ahead and, and finish it up and then uh we'll be uh, finish this finish it Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Shinoda and Kay Flay. I keep on running backwards. I keep on losing faith. I thought I had the answers. I thought I knew the way. My brother said be patient. My mother held my hand. Don't know what I'm chasing. Don't know who I am. Woke up this morning holding my head Thinking last night is one I'll regret Washing off the bad decisions The blurry vision The clues that I'm still a mess Spitting out the taste I have in my mouth Knowing what this all is really about Knowing there's an explanation An expiration I gotta figure shit out And they're asking me If I can't see the darkness down below And I know it's true I say I do And half the time I Maybe I can't make what it may take to leave this thing behind But I shut my eyes and cross each line and every time I keep on running back, I keep on running back I thought I had the end, I thought I knew the way My is in the place, my mother held my hand I don't know what I'm trying to say, I don't know who I am Looking in the dead at night, I can't 
sleeping, sleeping in the light of day for like weeks. Reality was out of focus. I could be hopeless. Instead, I gritted my teeth. I didn't have the patience left to explain. Didn't want to wake while nobody came. I don't look up ahead uneven. But while I'm breathing, I have to make my own lane. They're asking me if I can't see the darkness down below. And I know it's true. I say I do. And half the time I don't. Me, I can't make what it may take to leave this thing behind. But I shut my eyes and cross each line. And every time. I keep on going back. I keep on and we're back. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, I, 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 I've never heard that song before. That that K Flay song. Yeah, it's a it's a newer K Flay song. It, oh, okay. It's actually pretty relevant to this. Yeah. Uh, if you you listen to the lyrics, there's a lot yeah. of darkness and not knowing who you are and stuff, and that's pretty much the story of Constantine. Right. Yeah. Uh, but also, speaking of darkness, how about his lungs, huh? <laughs> oh Fuck. yeah. His lungs are done. <laughs> he was. Eaten up with some shit. Right, yeah. yeah. He was he was pretty much dead. Yeah. He was just holding on just because of strength. Right, yeah. Part of me even wonders how the hell he was able to breathe sometimes because of how bad his lungs were. He know? wasn't a lot of times. He was not for a lot of times. Uh, anyway, um, so... Uh, people, and this is something that happens a lot when I'm, when I'm going through comments and, and I have people that are like, this story doesn't make sense. I'm like, what part of this doesn't make sense to you? Like this movie is pretty easy to understand. Like it's not very many like twists or turns. This isn't like an M night Shyamalan movie. I mean, (laughs) you do have a little bit of some treachery at the end where Gabriel shows, uh, his or her true colors, their true colors. <laughs> um, and in that kind of thing, but it's like, it, it's not, you could tell that like that character was kind of, you know, kind of wormy anyway, that like they were, you know, that they weren't, it, it doesn't, doesn't come as that much of a surprise. No, know? I don't think it was meant up. to be a twist. It's, it doesn't feel to me like it's that much of a twist. It's like, Oh wow. Okay. Gabriel is kind of, like Gabriel's working for Satan, that's kind of fucked up. And then when you hear her explanation for it, it's like, um, okay, I, you know, I, that makes well, sense. It's like a jealousy thing, you know. I think the most surprising thing in the movie was uh, to me is whenever, um, you know, he comes in and uh, they put the holy water in the the, the fire system, and which he, is fucking great. That whole sequence is awesome. And then he hits the fire sprinkler. And also, by the way, if you guys were worried. You know, the Nazi flag that was wrapped around the Spear of Destiny or whatever, whenever yeah. it was found, they burned that shit. Right. Like after the like after the production. It was just, just a prop flag. Yeah, they burned it because they were afraid that neo-Nazis would try to, to use it. Yeah. So literally, they, they were like, we're setting this shit on fire. Right. This yeah. shit's getting destroyed. So if you guys were worried about that. It doesn't exist anymore. They burnt that shit to ashes. Right. Which they, they should of any Nazi memorabilia ever. Right, yeah. Um, you know, and, and <laughs> but like uh the end scene thing, um um Michelle uh Madougal, isn't that no Michelle um Yeah, it's Madougal. 
Yeah, well, she's in the end scene. Um, briefly. She's one of the little demons or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he goes to fight uh, to try to find out what's going on. And then Chaz gets murdered by an invisible force. And then that's when the epic scene, one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie, where he just, he's like fucking pissed because Chaz gets fucking killed and he rolls up his sleeves and he's just like into the light. I command thee. Yeah. And it kind of like the force kind of like knocks him on the ground at first or whatever. And then he's just kind of like forcing his arms together. Because he's got the, he's got that tattoo on his arms. Yeah, he's got the, he's he got the tattoos, that, and he, he puts like that mark together on his arms, and he connects them together, and then Gabriel like comes out, and like steps on his chest or whatever. Yeah, he commands an angel into the light. Like she can be invisible force working in invisibility, and he like fucking literally commands her into the light. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fucking powerful. Also, wouldn't that be like a badass thing to have like in a video game, for example? <laughs> Or you yeah. can like summon like angels like that to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be like a pretty awesome like fucking like video game shit. Game. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely would. But like, I, I thought that was I thought that was one of the most amazing scenes I ever seen in like comic books. Like, even if you're talking about like you know Marvel versus DC characters, which you know Constantine is a DC character, and. uh because a lot of their characters aren't based on action, like actual fighting. And so it's usually based off like, you know, mental work and stuff like that, which is detective comics, which, yeah, <laughs> which is why it's so confusing whenever they're like, Hey, we're going to take on Marvel toe to toe with action movies. It's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. slow your roll. No, 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 no. Don't take them on and make cerebral Batman movies where you have some action, but you've got like detective work. Yeah. You actually, do. you actually use your smartness. You're, you're just smartness. <laughs> Fuck your Batman uses the smartness and he catches the Joker all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! That, whoever that jackass was that gave us the the gem of smartness on the Quantum of Solace episode, that will that will be a word that lives in infamy because we, we love use you. that from now we on. We love you. Yeah, uh, you've but... now made that a meme. Congratulations! <laughs> but you know, it, it's supposed to be a more intelligent way of doing comic books. It really was. Like I, you know, I was a big Marvel fan, but I read DC stuff too and it was like like you could go through like multiple episodes without seeing any fights it was all about tracking stuff down and figuring things out and that's what made superman using his uh reporter skills to find out something about a villain superman wasn't just going around like oh yeah you're you're the bad guy and like sling him up against a wall and throw him in prison or something superman save me and he's got to fly in and catch people in uh, midair yeah that's not all that kind of shit it was sometimes it was just him just like doing reporter work is yeah clark kent just like you know trying to get information on shit lex Luthor was yeah he was kind of a mellow guy that kind of stayed low to the ground he used superman so he could bring some justice and batman was the same way you know i mean he it was all it was all like thinking stuff and then marvel was like heavy in action so whenever you try to compete with marvel it's like well let's let's go full action and it's like you'll never be marvel You'll never beat Marvel if you're going action. Not movie. at the same game. 
Yeah, you can only be Marvel like, you know, Christopher Nolan beat Marvel, where he actually had an intelligent Batman Yeah, that was actually trying to figure things out and even had to try to figure out how to beat certain people in movies. And uh, that's what separated. You can't have a guy like holding, branding people and shooting machine guns and be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this Batman's trying to be fucking Iron Man. <laughs> Uh, he's not Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Iron right. Man's not a detective. He's just this rich billionaire that's a fucking genius that can build these awesome suits and just be like, hey, I, I can beat that guy because I'm fucking a genius. Yeah. He's you a know? war profiteer. He's a war profiteer that yeah. learned how to be a good person. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, yeah, basically. But uh, but to, to finish up the, uh, the the last comment here, it says uh, the the script is an absolute mess from beginning to end, and the special effects are not done properly in some scenes of the film. Mm. Horribly written and poorly directed horror movie that takes the source material of the comic book that it's based on, the excellent Hellblazer, mm. and literally destroys it with a script that is so badly written that some of the dialogue will make you grunt when you hear it, and plot points that has have nothing to do with the story at all. The story itself makes absolutely no sense because it says one thing and then contradicts itself later with another. So you really have no idea what's going on from time to time. Did they give an example of that? Uh, let me finish. Okay. Then the film does an about face after the second act and nose dives its way into a juvenile and over the top climax that contradicts the entire first half of the movie altogether. The ending makes no sense whatsoever because it involves Satan of all people saving the day other than taking advantage of what's going on, don't ask you. Don't you have to see it to believe it? Uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg of the inconsistencies this film has. And don't get me started on the loose plot points that have no bearing to the film at all. The story itself is a very shaky, is very shaky, and it makes no sense in some parts of the film. Angels and demons can't cross over into this world, but yet there are half breeds all around the city, with the angel Gabriel walking around like nothing is happening. It makes no sense, but the, some of the inconsistencies of this movie, it, it has too many of them. Okay. Um, first. Um, also, you'll notice they didn't have any bullet points at all about anything that they said were inconsistent. They just said this movie has inconsistencies, had no evidence. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was the first question I asked you. Right. Like, What was their examples of this? nothing the only inconsistency that they that they might have pointed out but it's not an inconsistency if you understand the context they say why is satan the guy who saves the day at the end he doesn't save the he day. doesn't save the day he, he just saves keeps... constantine because he doesn't want him to go to heaven he wants him to go to hell so if he gives him new lungs and removes the cuts from his wrist he comes back to life and he doesn't get a chance to go to heaven yet because he's like, fuck it, if I'm going to sacrifice myself, I'm going to do it for her And he sister. stops his son from ruling Earth because that would mean that he would be stuck in hell. Right, exactly. It was selfish. It wasn't like, I'm saving the day. This is all about me. Yeah, this is about Lucifer getting what he wants. It just so happens that he ends up giving Constantine new lungs and removes the cuts from his wrist so he can live. So, also... Um, what was the thing he said in the end? Uh, uh, well, about what part about, uh, you know, the, there's uh, angels and demons can't cross over into the world, but yet there are half breeds all around the city and the angel Gabriel is walking around like nothing is happening. 
Well, the angel Gabriel is a half breed. They say that at the very first of the movie. Yeah. This isn't. I don't think that this that's is this is implied that this is the angel Gabriel, the archangel. Yeah. I don't think that's implied at all. Yeah, just like Balthazar is not. It's not probably not the Balthazar. It might be a different Balthazar. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Gabriel was an archangel, which means that they were a pure angel. Uh, Balthazar um, is a different Balthazar. It's just going by the name of Balthazar. Right. So, um, and then, you know, there's there's a lot of things that happen in comic books that can be interpreted in different ways like you know world war ii's very popular uh in comic books and it's interpreted in so many ways oh yeah like captain america punching hitler yeah which is amazing didn't happen in real life wish it would have should have should have happened in real life knock my computer over (laughs) uh you know the best thing the suicide's ever done was Hitler. Uh, <laughs> that was suicide's best work. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, that's good shit. That's good shit. I like that. The best thing that suicide ever did it was Hitler. Was Hitler. <laughs> so you know, it, no, it's not it's not artist. great most of the time, but it worked out very well that yeah. time. If suicide was an artist, its masterpiece was Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> that should if, be a T-shirt. Anytime, if any time people's like, no one ever should commit suicide. It's like, what about Hitler? Like, well, okay, <laughs> you got me on that one because yeah, paint the walls, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like Seth Rollins, burn it down. down. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like that's the thing. If, if you and, and that's why this is a smaller point. If you're going to say that this has plot inconsistencies, tell one, us where. Okay, and then the second thing is like if you say that there's inconsistencies and you do not put it in there, your argument is invalid because that means that you're just saying like, oh, this this movie, um, uh, you know, it'd be like me saying like this movie had the worst. Uh, uh, lighting director of all time like this it's is like okay who's the who's their lighting director i don't fucking know but i know he's terrible he's the worst right, guy of okay. all time do you see how that argument doesn't hold up it doesn't hold up because you don't have information to support it it'd be yeah. like you writing a paper in college be like well this is why i believe in this and it was like and you have no reason to believe in it yeah it's like writing a thesis and you just you give an opinion yeah. with nothing no evidence behind it yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to write a whole uh, college paper on why this volcano is going to erupt. And then you write it all, and it's like, wait, w- what volcano are you talking about? And it's like, I don't know. I just wrote this. It's like, but you need to specify which one. Yeah, and it's like, you wrote a whole thesis on a volcano, and you didn't name the volcano. Which one is it? Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, this is an F. Yeah, like, you're, you fail. Because, this is an F. Yeah. Like, you have to explain yourself. Tell us why you think uh, this movie's inconsistent. Tell us why you think Keanu Reeves is the worst actor. Tell us what basis you have to say he is. Yeah. They're, they're, we've done four movies so far, and no one's ever named a basis 
on why Keanu Reeves is a bad actor. And we'll no continue one's... to cover Keanu because nobody has a reason as to why they feel he's a bad actor. No, as far as we know, they're just bitching about a movie that they know nothing about and they, they, they have no reason to really hate Keanu Reeves because they never name a reason. They just say, hey, this is bad. And it's like, okay, why is it bad? And a lot of this stuff is based on something else, a book or other stories that we've done. You know, right. like the, the, the 47 Ronin thing was... Uh, it's based on a classic, you know, Japanese yeah. story. Well, he shouldn't have been in it because he's an American. It's like, well, the story literally tells you he's supposed to be a foreigner. Yeah, he's... So he's what else a, do you he's have? He's like a half-breed. He's half Japanese and half white. Yeah, so what else do you have besides that? Because it literally explains that part of it. So yeah. is, is this all you have? This is the only reason you hate this movie? Because you're too stupid to realize that they told you the reason he's not like everyone else? It's like, why is he in this movie? This is stupid. It's like, Kai is literally a half-breed. They fucking tell you. In like the At intro the of this first movie. of the movie. At like, the, the intro, intro of, the of the movie is like, he doesn't belong here. Because he's only part Japanese and he's part white. He's not He's not one. Of, he's not a full-blooded Japanese. Yeah. So that's why he can never be a samurai because he can never be – he's not full Japanese. But he can be ronin. He can be a ronin because he can – you know, he can, he can be, be a, a samurai without a master. A samurai without a master, yeah. So um, that – you know, that's invalid. And then the Matrix movies is like, well, you know, we – basically that was just like – you know, Keanu Reeves couldn't do this. And he's like, yeah, but he did do it. He did do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's invalid. Like, it's like, so what What about his acting couldn't he do? No one ever said anything about any of that. Yeah. Like, no one said specifically what he couldn't do. In this movie, no one said specifically what he couldn't do. In the Dracula movie, no one said specifically what he couldn't do about that character. Like, what was that character supposed to be? They were like, he was a terrible Jonathan Harker. And it's, it's like, like no. okay, what Have was you ever jo- read Dracula? Yeah. It's, it's like, like he pretty much acts like you would expect Jonathan Harker to act. If you're going to tell me he didn't act like Jonathan Harker, tell me what Jonathan Harker is supposed to act like. Right. You never said anything like that on any of these comments. Never. Not once. No one's ever backed up anything that they've ever said. Yeah. They exactly. just bitch. Uh-huh. But they watch the movie. Right. But they bitch about it with no specifics at all. Yeah. And that's the problem that I have. It's like this is one of the things that happens where now you're in this like weird culture now where it's like people can just say something and people just believe it and they don't actually want to think for themselves because they're like, oh, well, it's easier for me to just accept what other people are accepting and I don't have to think for myself, you know? Yeah, literally fucking uh, Kim Kardashian could say she was fucking molested by Gandhi and people would be like, fuck Gandhi. (laughs) The Dalai Lama touched my cooch. It's like, yeah. you know, the fuck that you've never even met the Dalai Lama. No, and but this generation all, would be like, wouldn't be touching your cooch. Yeah, you, you gross. <laughs> <laughs> that, that begs a whole other question: Who would the Dalai Lama have sex with? That's an interesting question. That is an interesting. We're not going to answer that right now, though, because that's probably blasphemous. <laughs> that is probably blasphemous. <laughs> you're, he would if not you're a Buddhist. You're probably like. What the fuck are they on about? Yeah, well, who would the Dalai Lama have sex with? Yeah. <laughs> I would feel like it would be blasphemy if I didn't say Mindy Kaling. 
You mean Nikki Haley? She would, he would definitely have sex. Would with he bang Ben Nikki Haley? Okay, I could see that. And Emma Stone, because yeah. you're gay if you yeah, would I mean, do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you are gay, you probably still do that. Yeah, you'd probably, you'd probably, you would at least do something with Emma Stone. You'd know? make out with Emma Stone, even yeah. if you're gay. Just be like, I made out with Emma Stone. Yeah. It's like, aren't you gay? It's like, yeah, but you know, it's Emma I Stone. I mean, but are we all kind of gay for Emma Stone? Mm, yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like definitely. It's like you know, <laughs> chicks, dudes, everything. Emma Stone. Stone sexual. Yeah, stone sexual. I think that's a different version <laughs> of sexuality. It's just stonism. It's a stonism. Yeah, yeah, you would just naturally bang Emma Stone. Well, that could be two different things. That could be like for potheads and Emma Stone. Yeah, like, stone sexual. Yeah, yeah stone you sexual. Get, you get stone and then you then you bang. Yeah, and then you bang. Yeah, and you you could even do it where you get you get high and you think you're banging Emma Stone, but you're really <laughs> banging, you know, like that. That's that's ascended stone sexual. That's a different level. That's a different level. You could be like thinking you're banging Emma Stone, and you're really just banging like Jessica Chastain or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she would hate I said that because she's like a super feminist. Like right. she would be like, "Fuck this guy!" You're right. <laughs> Kill him. Me too. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But uh, but that's the thing is that like don't don't be a sheep. You know, actually yeah. have an opinion of your own. Watch a movie and don't just automatically jump to the conclusion that fifty thousand other people on IMDb came to. You know, it's like if you're gonna have to go to IMDb to find reviews because people do that. They will literally go to IMDb and say. Well, I went onto this website to figure out what I was, you know, what was a good to watch. And then when I watched it, I realized, oh, this movie is terrible. I don't actually like this. It's like, okay, for one, if you're not a fan of Keanu Reeves, what the fuck are you watching this? Also, if you find out that the movie is about, you know, shit like angels and demons, God, you know, Satan, stuff like that. And you're, you're kind of taken aback by the religious references and you're like, well, some of the stuff in this is blasphemous. Fucking don't watch it. You know, like, how about a good test just to go ahead and end our show? Right. Yeah. Um, we go ahead and name a movie and see if our uh, listeners will email us beyond the hate of to come. Uh, let's name a movie and see what they would rate them. Like uh, maybe movies that's not super popular. Like, let's say like um, I'll name Sweepers <laughs> starring Dolph Lundgren. Uh, one, um, three out of three. That's how we do it. Uh, three stars. Uh, zero to three. You guys uh, go watch that movie and uh, email us what you think about the stars. You have a suggestion? Uh oh shit. Uh, do we say what stars the beer was? Do we? Do we? We actually do that? Before? I don't think we. Uh, we didn't star the star beer, like... sweet baby Java, but we were given a three out of three. I I would give it a three. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, but um, as far as a movie. A movie that people could rate. That, that maybe they don't all know about. Maybe they don't know about. Uh, oh, shit. I'm trying to think of something. Uh, how about something really fucking random? The Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You guys let us know what you think be about super that. super polarizing. <laughs> yeah, zero to three. That's uh, that's how we rate it. Uh, I'd probably rate it like uh, it's pretty high. It's it's pretty close to what you would think a Aquatine uh, Hunger Force movie would be. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, I, if, if I was rating it, I would give it. You know, I would probably give it like a two and a half. It would be up there. Because it would be up there. It's, it's what, what it you would expect out of an Aquatine movie. It's batshit crazy. It's random as fuck. 
But that's what you'd expect. When you watch that show, it is random as fuck. That's the whole point of it. Right, yeah. But it's like, you know, when people were like, went to go watch the Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, and they're like, well, what the fuck is all this? Like, you guys are all, you're, you're, you know, you're doing this movie, and it's like, like, a lot of this shit, I don't know where any of this shit comes from. It's like, if you never watch the, the HBO show, this makes no sense. You have no clue. Sense, you know? It's like watching uh, Borat or Bruno or the Ali G in the house and being like, well, where the fuck is this from? If you never watched the Ali G show on HBO, you have no fucking clue where any of these characters came from. No clue at all. Yeah. And it's like eventually, uh, you know, one that I think would definitely be like super interesting to do is the Bruno movie. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's one of the ones that I think I would like to do because I fucking love that movie. I think it's hilarious. And it's like, I've always thought that Sasha Baron Cohen was a genius. This proves my point, I think, this movie. Right. But people hate the fuck out of that movie because of all of the, the gayness that surrounds it. Like, if we were going to do an episode that was about a truly gay character, that would be the movie. Because it is, like, from, like, dick swinging to, like, you know, ball gags in a mouth and being handcuffed to Hans and like all kinds of crazy shit. Like that movie is batshit crazy, but it's fucking hilarious. And it's like, people just need to grow up and get a sense of humor and actually just sit down and enjoy something for right, once, you know? Right. But it's like, that's one of those movies. that's like super polarizing, you know? Yeah. I just think that, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes if you're looking at something like, like a lot of Dolph's movies, people rate him really low because they're like, oh, well, you know, Dolph doesn't do anything anymore. He does all these crappy movies and stuff. He does all these like direct to the DVD. Or I enjoy a lot of direct to stream movies and stuff. And it's like people just hate on it. And I'm like, hey, Dolph has always been a good actor, you know, and he it's has. Like, it's like, so how are you going to hate on, on somebody like Dolph when he's such a good actor? It's like, you know, it's just sometimes going through these comments, it there's a part of my soul, like a very small fragment of my soul that dies almost every time I do one of these, these movies, because it's like, I have to look at the most hateful shit ever. And it's like, well, that's what we have to defend. That's why we have to defend it. So I get part of my soul back when we do the show. Cause I feel like we put some positive energy out in the world that didn't exist because of these assholes. And this has you know? been Constantine. Listen to us on Spotify anchor iTunes, Apple, probably. Yeah, uh, that's iTunes. <laughs> uh, Google, Google Podcasts, yeah. Uh, basically everywhere. Pocket Cast, all Pocket that, Cast, all that yeah. kind of stuff, and just you know, listen to us, like us, you know, rate us, subscribe, like you know, us, <laughs> like us, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, you know, just like. Just, just get involved with the show and l- let's, you know, make this uh, fun. Email us at beyondthehate at yahoo.com. Make it a community. Yeah, let's make it a community. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's try to fix how people watch movies because they're doing it wrong. John Constantine sacrificed himself for the, you know, for the greater good of humanity, specifically for Angela. I, well, I feel like we're doing the greater good for movies and for yeah. pop culture in general, you know? Yeah, we're sacrificing ourselves yeah. right now exactly. at this very moment.